Welcome to Victorious Living. If your mind is not on the thought level of God, you know, the Bible says Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of God. He, he looked to the joy. Didn't it? Yeah. He looked. He looked to the joy that was out in front of him. But yet he also saw what he's going to have to endure to get to that joy. Sometimes there's some trials that come to life. Sometimes there's, there's things. Sometimes there's uh, whatever you can mention, you know, that, that in the present moment that it, I might be dealing with. Satan might be bearing down on me now, but for the joy. That, that is set before me because I know that God has appointed me to win. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us maintaining an attitude of thankfulness. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares maintaining an attitude of thankfulness. Changing the thoughts of our mind to God's way of thinking will, cha will change our approach to life. Now, let me say it again. That changing the thoughts in my mind to God's way of thinking will change my approach to God. So what have I got to do? I've got to get God's word established in my heart, my mind. I've got to get it established in my mind. I, I don't mean I've, I've read, a, well, that's a nice little saying about Thanksgiving right there. And, you know, I've got to have it established in my heart. Here's what I mean by that. I've got to have it so established in my thinking that when life throws me a curveball, the first thing I do is knock it out of the park. I get it out of there. And that's how I have to get in agreement with God because we know this, God's not going to change his mind. He's, he's, uh, he's God. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to, just because he loves me, he's not going to change his mind just because he loves me. And so then we come to this uh, Psalm, the 94th Psalm, and what does it say? Uh, in the multitude of my thoughts. Now, he, he said, that's a lot of thinking. In the multitude of my thoughts. There's a lot, whole lot of thinking going on. And so uh, we see then here, that in the multitude of all of my thoughts or in the multitude of my thoughts within me, that's, that's in me, thy comforts delight my soul or my mind. And so what does that mean? What does comfort mean? Thy comforts delight my mind. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, Thy God, thy, T-H-Y, thy comforts delight my soul. In other words, the comforts that God has will delight the soul 
of the one whose mind is ensconced or is established in a person's thinking. And, and it won't happen to, until that happens. Uh, it's God, God's not going to come down here and do, you know, wouldn't it be nice if you know had a zipper up here on top of your head and you could just unzip it and let it lay. Okay, fill me up, Lord. Fill my mind up with thinking and then they zip it back up. Well, it doesn't work that way. We know that, that it does not work that way. Now, let's move along here a little bit. I'll go over into the New Testament, into Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. And we're talking about Thanksgiving tonight, believe it or not. We are. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Now, here's Paul, the Apostle Paul. Here's his instruction to the church at Colossae. And what was good for the church, the Colossian church, is good for the Nashville church. It's good for whatever, whom, whatever church. Listen to what he say. Continue in prayer. It didn't say pray some. It said continue. Be con a continuation of a prayer life. How many of you know you can pray if you are doing chores? running errands, and then you want to take some time to totally get away into the quiet place. The Father, enter into your closet, close the door, and the Father, which sees you in secret, shall reward you openly. So there's times to pray when you are cutting the grass. There's times for you to pray. There is time involved in that. You can be, you can be praying when you're cutting your grass. You can be praying when you're driving down the road in your car. You can be uh, praying in different, different situations and circumstances. But there comes a time we've we got to be like Jesus. You remember when right before he was getting ready to go to the cross, he and his, and his uh, disciples went, pulled themselves apart, and they're there, you know, waiting for him, the, for the soldiers to come get him. And what did Jesus do? Jesus pulled himself apart and told the boys, the disciples, y'all wait right here. I'm going to go up a little further. So he secluded himself. There comes a time that prayer requires seclusion. It's just, it just requires it. Sometimes, you know, if you're praying in a group, and this has happened. I don't know that it ever happened to you or whatever. But sometimes when you are praying in a group, you could get more in tune with what they're praying over there and how they're praying over there than you are right here where you're supposed to be praying. So it's a good thing to seclude yourself, have times of seclusion, go into your closet, close the door, and pull your heart out to God, Faith-wise, pull your heart out to God and uh, stay there until you have accomplished something in your knowing. Now, Jesus accomplished something in his knowing. Jesus knew he was in the earth for a purpose. He knew that what the purpose was was for to, to redeem man. But he also knew the price that had to be paid for what he was sent to the earth. He knew it was not going to be smooth. 
It wasn't going to be easy. Jesus knew that, so he went a little further, so he was not distracted, you know, when he heard some of them snoring. He wasn't distracted. He went there and he settled his, he settled his assignment. And he come back and said, boys, let's go. The time has come. He went out there by himself. And he secluded himself because he was fighting. He was fighting his mind. He knew some of, I don't know, he, of course he hadn't entered into the very depth of the punishment that he was, he was going to pay for humanity. But he was beginning to feel the burden. He was beginning to feel the load of what was good. He's going to have to die. I'm going to have to die. You know, the human life fights to live. And, uh, and for the most part. And he knew that he was going to have to die. He knew there was cruel punishment awaiting him when the soldiers came and got him. He knew that. And he suffered that, you know, in, in, the, in the courtyard there where they beat him. But he knew there was something worse than that awaiting him. He said, I got to go to hell. And when I get to hell, I've got to pay the price. I have got to satisfy the penalty of the law of, of what sin requires. I, I've, I've got to pay that. And it's heavy. So you got to die, Jesus. You got to die, not just for yourself. It's you got to die for the whole world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, folks, you wasn't in the round. I wasn't around when that statement was made, but I was in that thought. I was in that. You were in that. Humanity was in that when he, when he was uh, thinking about what he had to do. And so if your mind is not on the thought level of God, you know, the Bible says Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of God. He, he looked to the joy. Didn't he? Yeah. He looked, he looked to the joy that was out in front of him. But yet he also saw what he's going to have to endure to get to that joy. Sometimes there's some trials that come to life. Sometimes there's, there's things. Sometimes there's uh, whatever you could mention, you know, that, that in the present moment that it, I might be dealing with, Satan might be bearing down on me now, but for the joy that, w that is set before me because I know that God has appointed me to win. He's appointed me to be victorious. He has not appointed me to die under the burden of what he sent me to redeem mankind from. So I go forward with joy, who for the joy that was set before him despised the shame and all that was included in that. Why? Because he knew, he knew, he knew that he was doing something that God was in agreement with. 
You know, sometimes it may look like, uh, you know, we're not doing things in agreement. But listen, don't, don't lose your thankfulness. Amen. Don't lose your thanksgiving when things are going rough in your life. Don't lose your thanksgiving when everything's going great. And don't just set it aside when everything's good. Everything's just right. Continue to praise God, to thank God, give glory to God, because we know there's going to be another test right up, right up the road somewhere. There's going to be another test that's going to hit you right square in the face. But thank God I have prayed. I've got in agreement with God. I'm on in the same sphere of thinking with God. And I know that God will do for me. He said, I'll be with you in that. I'm going to be with you in that. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, help you when you get in that. And so you just bear on looking beyond. <laughs> looking beyond what I'm having to endure because I know God is taking me to a better place. God is raising me up to a better place. God is raising me up to a greater place in my life for my life. He's raising me up for something better that he wants to give to me. He wants to bless me with. He wants me to do. God is ever... It's our hope that today's message, Maintaining an Attitude of Thankfulness, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon, different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request Offer 46. Today's offer number is 46. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.